All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast. We're by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble, with me as always, my co host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here to make our picks for week 11 in the NFL. And Dylan, for anyone that was waiting and wanting to know the result of what I led off with on our last episode of the podcast, which was uh, me trailing the uh, the Family Fantasy Football League, uh, what was it, by eight, I think, going into that Rams 49ers game. Well, I will tell you that going into the final drive for the Rams, which Cooper Cup, I think, caught about 14 passes. Um, I was in trouble. I was going to lose, but then that last possession, I don't even remember what it was, either the second or the last possession or something. Like Cooper mm-hmm. Cup caught like, what, five or six in a row. And that pretty much saved uh, me for, and I ended up winning like five or six, I think. So um, Cooper Cup still delivering, but unfortunately, <sighs> Cooper Cup will not be delivering this week because the Rams are on a bye. And uh, when you have a Rams heavy fantasy football team, not ideal. But uh, for you, Dylan, probably good that the Rams are on a bye this week, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to enjoy having a week off from the pain of that one. Uh, That is a great example of the power of fantasy football. That is the reason people tune in and stay tuned in no matter what the score is for a lot of games. So, yeah, a lot of value on that last drive when I was on the opposite end just saying at this point, just take the guys out. Just no one get hurt, please, at this point. What are we doing? But uh, there you go. Yeah, I need a a week off. The the Rams need a week off as well to regroup because they got – some tough games coming up. I think the Packers on the flip after their bye, so they better get right quick, or otherwise they're going to be in trouble, man. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the 49ers here in a second, but let's jump into our picks. Uh, we start, as always, with our game of the week, and this was a pretty consensus choice here. Cowboys are at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Um, that is obviously because the Chiefs look really good against the Raiders, and uh, the Cowboys just kind of uh, Jekyll and Hyde at this point. Uh, lose at home, blow out to the Broncos, turn around, blow out the Falcons. Um, so you don't necessarily know what you're going to give the Cowboys here, but Dylan thinks he knows what he's getting because, um, we're going to go opposite ways here. I'm trying to, even though this was my Super Bowl matchup for last year and it could be the one this year, I am, I am hoping that with the Chiefs because, um, they have not played like it thus far, uh, to this point, but, uh, I, I think they find a way to win here, but, uh, I think this could still be one of the best games uh, of the season through 11 weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. This should be a lot of fun. Uh, football power index from ESPN has this as a 50.3% Dallas win, 49.3% for Kansas city. So a really evenly matched game, one that hopefully fits the billing of our game of the week. If the chiefs offense keeps playing like it did a week ago, that'll be exactly the case. A big jump. I mean, they'd already been ranking well as a unit there, but a big jump for them still that last week. They still have a defense that I'm just concerned at the end of the day that Dallas is going to be able to exploit. You have two teams that are both top five offenses and one team that still has a much better defense than the other. Dallas rebounded really nicely, obviously against a Falcons team that hasn't been great, but still has some pretty decent offensive firepower, and they completely shut them down. Uh, I don't know. It's I, With Kansas City, I, I think they're going to be fine, as we've talked about in our last episode. I just want to see maybe maybe one more win against a really good team like Dallas would really put me back on the bandwagon at this point. Um, I'm not going to jump off the Chiefs bandwagon if they struggle on offense and lose this game. I, I just think right now the Cowboys, I trust them a bit more. And uh, overall, I think it's a coin flip game that I might as well go with uh, uh, the, the, the team that I just feel a little bit better about as a whole so far this season. Yeah, couldn't blame me on that. Uh, I think the Cowboys have looked better overall, uh, certainly at this point. But we'll see if the Chiefs are back on track after that win against the Raiders. All right, to our betting locks. This is where we make you money. And... Um, Fine, Dylan. I will. I will spill the beans on this one because uh, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, and yes. it seems like Jared Goff could be out for the Lions. And if he is, that um, this line's going to change probably a little bit. Uh, but still, even with him in, I suppose 
Uh, it is still a 10-point favorite uh, at home here for the Browns, who are hosting the Lions. Um, so I, this may be kind of, uh, you know, I'm going to take this at 10 and hope for the best because it may actually go up if Jared Goff doesn't play. Uh, but I think even if he does play, this just feels like one of those spots. We always talk about it, kind of like a bounce-back game. Uh, Browns just get blown out against the Patriots. I don't know if I've – I highly doubt we've ever had a situation where either of us have picked a team who just got blown out by 38 the previous week to win by double digits at home and to make it an actual betting lock. But um, and, and it's the Browns, so uh, I, don't, I don't know what we're doing and what I'm doing in this scenario. But uh, I, when you look at the board, which we're going to talk about in a second, there are a lot of close games. And a lot of games mm-hmm. that go either way this week. To me, this does not feel like one of them. So even at 10 points, I'll take the Browns and home as a betting lock. Yeah, with all those things you just mentioned, I mean, that's because they're facing a team that hasn't won a game. Yes, they have a tie now. They haven't lost every game, but <laughs> it's still the Detroit Lions. And honestly, I, I, you know, if he, if Goff was going to be playing hurt and uh, was limited the way he was last week against Pittsburgh, I'd think if anything, any other healthy quarterback might even be a slight improvement <laughs> maybe like at True. least you need a guy in there that's able to actually hit the throws down the field and not you know you could, obviously Goff has struggled as a whole this year but you, you could definitely see he looked limited so yeah I think the Browns bounce back fine the Browns have for the most part this year taken it you know taken advantage of their uh, weaker opponents they've played they've struggled against teams like the Cardinals uh, uh you know their second loss or their, their loss to the Steelers and they do beat up on the Bengals, but they've been struggling. And so yeah, they've kind of played better against uh, the, the teams they're supposed to beat, at least, um, for the most part this year. Uh, and I, I still think, you know, despite what we saw last week, I think that was more about New England uh, establishing some, themselves as a, a real uh, threat in the AFC and less so about Cleveland just being completely in shambles or anything like that. So I think, yeah, the Browns are still a good team. They're still a solid unit that's way better than Detroit and should take care of business um i it's the 10 point spread for me uh, i'm picking the browns obviously but just a little high i i feel like <laughs> you should feel okay about uh at least pushing that i, I feel like 10 points should be within reason I, I i have a hard time seeing the lions scoring too many points and doing the kind of things we saw uh, with the patriots do pushing them around up front more likely we're going to see some fun matchups with penny sewell and some of the the browns pass rushers that'll be a good time but I don't think uh, the Lions are going to find a way to win this one. Not going to be their first victory in my mind. Well, I narrowed down my betting locks to three, and what do you know? They were all double-digit spreads. So uh, that's uh, I haven't learned my lesson clearly at this point after picking the Bills to beat the Jaguars on the road. And speaking of which, uh, Dylan, uh, not quite going to go as far as I did and take a team that's a double-digit favorite on the road against the Jaguars, but he is going to take the 49ers here, who are six-point favorites on the road against the Jags. This is probably the one I should have went with. Because um, if you just look at what the Niners did yeah. to the Rams, there's no reason why they shouldn't beat the Jags by a touchdown. But that cross-country road trip, I never trusted at this point. And um, I I think the 49ers should be able to handle the Jags pretty easily here. But And I will obviously pick them to win. But I just, for some reason, I, I just, eh, I never know. And I think it's the... I blame the Bills. That's where yeah. the hesitation comes in. It's If the spread was even at seven, I might not have done this. I just feel like they're going to win by a touchdown. It's not the perfect matchup. It, Jacksonville has a seventh, they're ranked seventh in run defense DVOA, which obviously isn't the, the best matchup uh, for San Francisco, but uh, we've seen teams with decent run defenses. San Francisco has been able to throw against like Chicago. Um, they've been completely uh, able the last few weeks to kind of find more of a rhythm that they hadn't had early in the season. 
Um, and even against the Rams defense, it obviously was ranked, you know, has struggled against the run, did not load up the box uh, very often in this last game. Uh, different things that they could have done tactically to help them, but they're still a, still a top 10 run defense DVOA wise. I just think that San Francisco is the much better team. Um, I think at this point they're finding their rhythm. Um, I still trust their defense and they, you know, there's, there's a reason going into last week, even though I picked the Rams, I was nervous because San Francisco had won four times in a row and they were ranked ninth in total DVOA despite their record. Uh, they're all the way at the seventh right now, like in the league, they're above teams like New Orleans, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Green Bay in DVOA. I mean, like they're, they're a really good team. Uh, that uh, has some flaws, but at the end of the day, still has enough where I, I feel like against Jacksonville, I, I don't think they're going to have a letdown. Um, I think they're going to build on this. They know every win they need, uh, every time they have a game that they should win, they need to win it uh, at four and five as they're trying to get one of those playoff spots. Well, to our upsets of the week, and um, this is another one that sort of has a caveat to it. The Cardinals are two and a half point favorites on the road against the Seahawks. I'm going to make this my upset of the week and pick the Seahawks here, but obviously Kyler Murray's status probably factors into yep. that a bit. But I will say I still, for some reason, even if he plays, I'm probably going to lean the Seahawks uh, to win this game. And and I, but the the hesitation there is that it's been a month and a half since the Seahawks beat a good team, uh, and if really that was the Niners, which I mean at this point I think the Niners are solid and look better after that win against the Rams, but. Again, they're not necessarily in that upper echelon or anything. And really, the Seahawks' best win came in game one against the Chargers. Or no, wait, that was in the preseason. Wait a second. Titans they haven't beaten a good one. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's the only issue, I guess, with the Seahawks. But we know what they've been dealing with with Russell Wilson. But now that he's back, obviously, they didn't score against the Packers. Um, but I think this is a scenario where we always say at divisional games, a team at home, starting quarterback may not play for the opposite team. I think I'm fine with taking a chance on making this my upset of the week here. Yeah, these teams always seem to play really good games. It, it goes back and forth. I think uh, in 2018, Seattle got the sweep, but otherwise no one has swept this series since going back to the beginning of the last decade. So, I mean, they even when Seattle was really good and the Cardinals were kind of down and they kind of fluctuated, they've played really close to each other. I do think, yeah, Kyler playing, like you said, you're still going to stick with Seattle either way. And, uh, yeah, obviously if he doesn't play, I, I expect Seattle to be a slight favorite. I still just think Arizona's defense, I know they, they struggle, but their offense kind of put them in bad spots last week against Carolina. I still think they're going to bounce back and be fine on that side of the ball. Um, Seattle, I, I just the defense has gotten better, but, man, that it was really disappointing to see what they did against the Packers' defense, and I, I've talked up the Packer defense quite a bit, but I think Arizona's is better. Um, and I know it's in Seattle. I, I just, I, especially if Kyler plays. So, I mean, for this one, I I may have actually switched if he wasn't going to play. I, it feels like he says he's close. He has sat two games. I believe they have a bye coming after this, so they might just decide to sit him again. But it's a big division matchup. And uh, with the way the Rams have uh, uh, struggled, with, I think they're down to one and two in the division. The Cardinals essentially could almost wrap up even with a tie with the Rams, uh, the tie break. Even if the Rams beat them later in the season, they'll be up to 4-0 in the division if they beat Seattle this game. I think they have a little more to play for than I might seem like just uh, uh, compared to Seattle, just based on the record. Seattle needs to keep, you know, 3-6. and six. They're desperate. Um, I just think Arizona establishes themselves as actually one of these top echelon teams in the NFC and finds a way to get a win. Dylan's upset of the week. Uh, Ravens are at the Bears. <laughs> Ravens 4.5 point favorites, and, and he's laughing, but – I'll tell you, like, as soon as I saw this game, you you saw me when making our, our picks on our sheet here. Like, I I had to think about it. Like, I was like, I, I think I may pick the Bears here, but I decided not to, and I ultimately picked the Ravens. So I don't think this is actually that bad of a pick. I think this is a 
a possibility and uh well i say that and uh, we'll probably all have a good laugh uh, on the next episode of the podcast when the ravens went forward or nothing or something <laughs> but um i i think this could be i don't want to say it's gonna be an ugly game but like yeah, i feel like it could be kind of a grinded out type game for both teams and who knows maybe the bears have a chance here it's just I, i'm probably putting a little too much into what we just saw from justin fields uh they obviously the bears are on the bye but the week before against the steelers he looked fantastic in that second half did so many so many great things. He finally kind of was let loose. And I just, at this point, I, f- I feel like Baltimore's defense, I, I they really have struggled. They're 25th in DVOA. It's not, you know, they've, I think they've ranked in the top 10 in DVOA. It's some ridiculous stat I read. It was like 19 in the last 20 years. It's some ridiculous uh, uh, streak of just being a top 10 defense, even if it's at the back part of that top 10, that suddenly Baltimore does not have. And, and while the Bears' defense has struggled, I just... You know, I the, we just saw a, a Dolphins defense has been awful all year. One like the, even the like you know they're one of the more disappointing units. We had high hopes for them going into the season, yeah. uh, but they've been just terrible. And they they just jumped ten spots in DVOA with that performance against Baltimore. <laughs> Gave in a blueprint of, that was never adjusted to by Baltimore. Maybe they maybe Greg Roman will have some more answers to what Chicago presents. Maybe they'll take care of business. Um, and you know, at first I did put the Ravens down. I switched to the Bears. I just, I don't know, just something that was more of a feel thing here. Uh, but in addition to really just seeing what Fields did against a defense that is far superior than what Baltimore's has been this year, um, and I think we could see a, a, maybe a signature performance from him. It's going to be a really fun matchup between him and uh, Lamar there for sure. Yep, should be interesting in that one. And uh, that takes us into our quick picks, which we, as always, will go through quickly. Uh, we start with the Patriots at the Falcons. Uh, Patriots, seven-point favorites in this one. Uh, no reason to believe that the Falcons will be able to bounce back uh, probably after that. Talk about two teams uh, with a completely different Week 10. Uh, that was the case for these two. This was almost my lock. I very closely yeah. considered this. The seven points seemed a little odd, and I thought the same thing even some previous weeks with New England. Um, they, Yeah, they've proven themselves, I think, at this point, the last four weeks, that they're legitimately one of the a big threat in the AFC, a really balanced team. The defense has come along great, and while the offense still isn't uh, maybe a top top end unit, they're they've been efficient. They know who they are, and they've kind of found a rhythm in the passing game. And you just see the improvement with Mac Jones over the course of the early season. How he's able to process things. He's not just throwing to the first second read. That was kind of the first couple of weeks we saw that, and really quickly. He's gotten beyond that, and obviously the offensive line for New England has kind of set the tone for that offense. But yeah, they're just a, a far superior team to to the Falcons. I we talked about how even though the Falcons were four and four, they were uh, one of the, the bottom two teams in total DVOA. Despite that, there was some underlying things about the wins they had and the teams they beat, and some of the uh, kind of uh, looking at a taking into account the opponents they are facing i just yeah this i this is kind of like last week which is funny the two games we said we wish we had maybe made our betting locks ended up actually being complete major upsets <laughs> by carolina and washington but i really do think this is one that there's a chance that if uh if i don't get my my cover from the niners i'm gonna be looking back at new england just steamrolling <laughs> the falcons on thursday night well the culture at the bills and there's another game with a seven point spread bills are uh favored by a touchdown here i I considered this one, but like I said, I'm kind of shied away from the Bills at this point, just based on what they did in that Jags game. But I just, I, I don't know that I see much of a path for the the Colts on offense here, and maybe I'm wrong about that. But um, I just don't. I think Jonathan Taylor, of course, has been fantastic, but yeah. I don't know that I I see much more than that with what the Colts are going to be able to do against the Bills here. No, this is a you know with the way Indianapolis has played, you'd think maybe, and the Bills haven't been perfect, but this is just not 
the best matchup for for Indianapolis. Um, their defense has definitely improved over the course of the last few weeks, and I know they've played some worse opponents, but they have a great run defense DVOA. The problem is they're bottom eight or bottom nine. They're twenty third in pass defense DVOA, and that's obviously Buffalo still has struggled to run the ball, but and there have been some some issues uh, throwing as well. Josh Allen hasn't looked quite as good, obviously, as his MVP candidacy last year, but. Still looked really good, obviously, in the kind of a bounce back game against the Jets and uh, tougher opponent. I just, I, the, I just don't really see Indianapolis's offense with the way it's set against Buffalo's top ranked DVOA defense. First against the pass, third against the run. I just think it's. I have a hard time seeing Indianapolis doing too much. Might be another ugly game. I don't know if we're going to see a ton of points even from uh, from Buffalo, but seven points was a little high for me um, for the spread yeah. to consider it even a, a lock. But the Bills do have. I, did, I don't know. I think there's just a little bit of because of some of the, a couple of those losses. Obviously, the Jaguar one is outlier. We've seen a lot of teams have outlier losses. They're going to happen. They're very. They're one play away from beating the Titans, who we've been talking about as the team that's going to as is in prime position for the one seed. So I don't think there's anything insanely wrong with Buffalo. And I think this is maybe the game where we kind of they reassert themselves as a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. Well, speaking of the Titans, uh, Texans at the Titans. Titans ten point favorites in this one. I don't really. I think there's any reason to try to find a pathway for the Texans to win this game here, but no, I don't think so either. I, it's an easy pick for me on Tennessee. I think, you know, at this point, yes, they barely beat New Orleans, but they're just finding ways to win. As we've talked about, the defense has been the the one striking thing. Even the offense hasn't been nearly as good as we thought um, overall, number wise, and, and and where they rank DVOA wise. But the defense has just been spectacular and. Yeah, I think they're going to uh, – I have a hard time seeing them uh, losing in this one. Um, yeah, a team that seems very focused. Mike Vrabel's really gotten that culture to a great place, and we've, we've talked about that in previous years. But really, the, the how this defense has performed has just been one of the big stories in the AFC this season. All right. I almost made that my betting lock, uh, but I didn't. And that was one of the two mm-hmm. instead of the three double-digit games, and we'll get to the other one in a second. All right. Packers at the Vikings. Packers two point favorites on the road in this one. I seem. I feel like I do this every year. I always pick the Vikings to beat the <laughs> Packers at home. Um, and I don't know that. I don't know if I've gotten that one. I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I just feel like I always do this, and I feel like it never works out. But I you know what. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to pick the Vikings here to win this game. Um, I, it's it should be a good game. I think you know this could have been a a second possible game of the week. Yes. I think this should be pretty good. Uh, usually is with these two, but. I mean, like you said earlier, with one of the games, like this is just a hunch. I'll I'll take the Vikings here, but um, you know, by no no means were the Packers just so overwhelmingly great last week against the Seahawks um, that you know that it just I don't know. This is this to me feels like a toss up, and I'll just I'll stick with the home team as I always seem to do with these two. Yeah, this this probably would have been our yeah. Sometimes we have multiple games of the week. This probably would have earned a spot if Minnesota had found a way to win some of these really close games. They seem to find themselves in every week. Um, I do think they're going to have another one here. To to your point for uh, making having this hunch, Minnesota's three spots higher in DVOA than Green Bay, mm-hmm. um, despite their record. Uh, that's kind of striking to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean they've they've played pretty well on defense. They made some great plays and put. Uh, Justin Herbert in some tough situations and what we saw from the Packers offense like you mentioned last week was not exactly encouraging against Seattle so I I could see it I'm picking Green Bay because I just I think their defense is really good um I, I think they've been fantastic um the last few weeks and against really tough opponents 
if this game was in Green Bay, I'd for sure be picking it, maybe considering it even a lock if it was this two-point spread. But obviously in Minnesota, it's a tough atmosphere. I know a lot of Green Bay fans will still find their way uh, to U.S. is it U.S. Bank Stadium? I almost said the Metrodome. Man, that would have been. I, I'm I'm all over thinking about the no, crypto.com crypto.com <laughs> arena here in in, in Los Angeles. What I'm not going to be calling no, it that ever no. outside of that one time just now. But anyway, <laughs> I, I I think there'll be yeah there'll be a lot of Packer fans there as well. I don't think the home field advantage the Vikings usually have is completely always there against Green Bay just be given how close the proximity of the two teams um it should be really good I do think this does have a chance with the way that Minnesota always plays close games and where Green Bay's at I could see it maybe not being the most like thrilling in terms of shootout games that we've seen from these teams in past seasons but I do think it's going to come down to the wire I just feel a little bit more trust for Green Bay uh and the way they've been finishing games lately probably more interest in that game than this game the Dolphins are at the Jets uh Dolphins Three-point favorites on the road here. Joe Flacco set to get the start for the Jets. Um, so turn back the clocks. So uh, this this should be interesting. I'll, I'll say that. I'm, I'm going to pick the Dolphins here, but um, no guarantees when it comes to kind of the inconsistencies with these two. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Dolphins too, but I just don't think I could find myself picking the Jets in too many matchups, um, especially with Joe Flacco starting. It's uh man i i don't know and it's it's new york's defense at the end of the day and what obviously we just saw miami put on their best performance easily of the season so i'm not it's not even like an overreaction to that their defense jumped a lot of spots and uh their offense still has a lot of a lot of issues but the jets are just a worse team so that's why miami's the pick in terms of intrigue yeah uh maybe for draft pick statuses and uh, really, it's the Eagles that keep watching the Dolphins and hoping they'll keep losing uh, because they own their first round pick that they paid up or traded up. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, th- this is a red zone game. Check it out on red zone. I <laughs> uh, don't think you're going to be, unless you're a Dolphins Jets fan, probably going to be watching it from start to finish. All right, this next one looks pretty good. Saints at the Eagles. Eagles, uh, one and a half point favorites uh, in this one. This is another one that was very tough to pick here. Yeah. As I've said, what is it? What is it I do? Like I pick the Eagles in games that I think they're going to win and they lose, and I don't pick them in certain games and they win. Well, I'm going to take another chance here. I'm going to pick the Eagles uh, at home. I keep talking about it. The Eagles are just one of those teams, and we say it seemingly all the time. Like they're close, but they're not quite there yet. I don't know if the Saints aren't in that same sort of category. Maybe at this point, um, maybe fallen back close to that category. But uh, this is a tough one. Like I'm talking myself into picking the Eagles here. I probably should pick the Saints, but um, I'll I'll go with the Eagles as I seem to always do this season. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking the Saints here, but it's not like as much as I, I. This is a really tough one. It's another coin flip game. ESPN's Football Power Index has it basically a fifty-fifty game, just like the. The Chiefs and uh, Cowboys. Um, I think the Eagles have just been one of the more the last few weeks like fun teams and just follow the, the progression of some of the players they have. And for a team that had a roster that it, you know four and six is probably what I maybe would have thought they'd be, but I don't. I wouldn't have thought they were going to be as solid on offense. They're eighth in offensive DVOA. That is nowhere near what I thought would have been the case going into the season. Jalen Hurts has really, really improved, and I mean it's, it's just. A, things are moving the right direction so far Nick Sirianni seems that seems like everyone on that in that organization loves the guy and it seems like he's having a really positive impact and is utilizing his players in, in solid situations the, re, the reason I picked New Orleans here uh, they barely they easily could have beaten Tennessee last week I, I think they're a pretty good team still they did beat Tampa Bay not that long ago their defense is still sixth um, overall and they are uh, against the run first and that is the one thing for me that is a tough part of this because philadelphia 
as much as they've been passing the ball better, Devontae Smith's been incredible. Jalen Hurts, uh, uh, everything, how he's reading the field is much better. They're still a run-dictated team. They still want to establish the run, um, and it's, it's still a big part of what they're doing, whether it be Jalen or that three-headed or more two-headed monster at this point with uh, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. But um, – I just think it's a little bit of a bad matchup for them, and I think New Orleans uh, is closer uh, than maybe they have been with these couple of these losses. I, I I still think they're a good team, and I think the, that's the main reason I'm picking this. So a game that I'm definitely going to be uh, probably rewatching. Just two teams that are really interesting to me at this point of the year. Yeah, you talk about establishing the run. We certainly like to establish the pass here on the <laughs> podcast, and uh, that is what one of these teams may be trying to do is uh, is Washington at the Panthers. The Panthers three and a half point favorites. At home against Washington, who just defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mind you. Uh, this is the Cam game. Uh, this one's going to be known as. as uh, you've got Cam going up against Ron Rivera. Uh, and this one, picking the Panthers here. I uh, just think, obviously, they look pretty good against the Cardinals, to say the least. I know Washington looked good against the Bucks too, but um, you never know. Uh, this uh, Washington's just been very inconsistent, and, and so have the Panthers, You know, yeah. let's be honest. But... Uh, I think for some reason, I just, I don't know, maybe this Cam thing, I'm not saying that he's going to be an MVP or anything, but um, seems to sort of maybe reinvigorated uh, the Panthers a little bit. So we'll see what they can get accomplished here. I'll pick them. Yeah, they came out juice in the last game, and obviously so did Washington. Both teams had really impressive upset wins a week ago. I just, neither team has like dominant units except for Carolina's defense. It kind of comes down to like where I think even that game last week, they, they put up a decent point, or pretty solid point total for what we might have expected against the Arizona, but it was set up by turnovers. It was set up by the defense just smothering Colt McCoy, just putting him on his butt most of the game. So uh, I, I think that that unit for me, I, I know Washington had a solid week offensively against a really tough Tampa team, but they were, I mean, they were obviously fired up from, you know, facing the team that eliminated them last year in the playoffs. Uh, they still had to convert a bunch of third downs. They had to have a bunch of little kind of, nooks and crannies of the field finding the little small edges to just keep drives going they had to trust tom brady to have a really off day um and yeah maybe carolina's offense still has been pretty bad um but it's not the same offense obviously we've been watching most of the year depending on how much uh how quickly cam newton comes along even what pj walker put out there looked better than what we saw from the last few weeks from sam darnold so i think carolina yeah still another team that is you know while washington i guess you could argue has a shot at a wild card spot i think at three and six uh, versus the five and five panthers i think carolina right now really sees that sees the opportunity to get into the postseason feels like they're right there um, and I think, yeah, rejuvenated team. First game back with Cam in Carolina against his old coach. All the, Like you're saying, all these storylines are going to be fun. Um, I just think Carolina right now, team I trust a little more. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, this next one, oh. hard to trust maybe either of these two teams right now. Uh, Bengals at the Raiders. Uh, Bengals are a one-point favorite as of now. And um, there you go. Basically a coin flip here. Between these two, I mean, this is like take your pick. I don't know that we have any clue what to expect from either one of these teams going into this game uh, based on, again, some some inconsistencies in recent weeks. I'm going to pick the Raiders. I know I'm usually on the Bengals bandwagon, but um, I just, I don't know. I, I think this, I don't think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it'd actually be a pretty fun game uh, from an offensive standpoint, perhaps. But I just, I don't know. Like the Bengals have just gone the wrong direction for me. Mm-hmm. I know the Raiders have kind of been put in that spot too, but I just something I don't know. I'm going to take the Raiders here. I don't feel this is probably if you know if we had to do confidence picks and points and all that, 
this would be one that's pretty low uh, down there because I don't have a lot of confidence in either one here. Yeah, both teams have really fallen off in terms of their DVOA rankings and obviously just their performance on the field. Cincinnati, real, I mean, they were going into that game against the Jets feeling really, really good, and things have just kind of fallen down since then. Um, maybe they'll bounce back here. I'm, I'm picking the Bengals. I, I just still feel like, I mean, we they still have something in them. We still saw that stretch where they blew out the Ravens, how they uh, barely lost to the, the Packers. They've played some really solid games this year um, against solid opponents. Uh, this game, the most even, we talked about these 50-50 games. They're only .2 apart on the football power index from ESPN with the Raiders as the slightest of slight favorites there. Um, I don't know. The Raiders are, I, I've felt okay about them the last couple weeks. I, you've correctly picked against them well, i picked them so maybe maybe something's <laughs> gonna flip here maybe it's, i just can't pick the raider games unlike the charger games i seem to always get right but <laughs> uh, uh i don't know I, I at this point it's battle of my also two of my uh in the clutch points league my two quarterbacks joe burrow and uh and Derek Carr. So maybe I'm just doing this because I'm planning to start Joe Burrow. Maybe that's why I'm picking the Bengals, but <laughs> I, I do think the Cincinnati has some elements of the team that I, I just think there's something still more within them. And uh, they got to prove it to us again though. And maybe this is a start. Yeah, they do indeed. Well, you mentioned the chargers, the Steelers are at the chargers, chargers five and a half point favorites in this. I guess we don't, as we're recording, we don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is going to play that probably, will factor in a lot here uh, into what your your expectations are for this game. Um, and either way, I mean, I'm probably picking the Chargers, but you you saw me. Like, when we're trying to make these picks, I'm like, can I, can I actually pick the Steelers here? Like, <laughs> And it, it immediately popped in my mind. You said it. Like, I'm starting to adopt your theory on the Chargers. And <laughs> just when you think you can trust them, you don't know if you can. And then again, this is a Steelers team that tied with the Lions last week, did not look very good at all. Um, so for that reason, the chargers are the better team, but, um, that doesn't always turn out that way, but I, I will pick them here in this spot. Yeah. I'm picking the chargers. I, I just think some of the injuries along the defense for Pittsburgh, it sounds like, like we talked about, luckily TJ Watts injury was not nearly as bad and there's a chance he's going to play. Um, uh, but they're just a banged up, banged up team overall. And I just, I don't know if I trust, um, I'm more so obviously their offense has been really bad. This could be a big day for Najee Harris and the Pittsburgh offensive line. We talked about how their young offensive line that looked really brutal and was one of the weaknesses of the team has really improved over the course of this season. Um, and obviously the Chargers, as we've talked about week in and week out, they just cannot defend the run. They've just been uh, – teams just continue to exploit them there pretty badly. Um, but I don't know. I just uh, – even they, I still don't trust Pittsburgh's offense overall. I think – as much as Brandon Staley doesn't want to crowd the box, he should and can and hopefully will in this game because I don't think Pittsburgh has the ability at this point uh, without Big Ben possibly missing this game too. Uh, again, we'll see if he's able to play um, depending on when he comes off the COVID list. It, Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Uh, something about this game just feels like the Chargers are still a better team than what they've been. Um, and, I, you know, Pittsburgh's won some games. They had that, uh, that tie, obviously, but they're still just not – there's not something. There's something missing for them, and as long as unless their defense is fully healthy, I just have a hard time thinking they're going to really completely sew down a Charger team that's still sixth in offense, uh, despite some of these struggles they've had. Um, I could see this being a get back game for them and uh, finding a big win. But it's going to, as it always is at uh, when, at SoFi when the Chargers are at home, uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of terrible yeah. towels. It's going to be. I, I can't. You know, Pittsburgh fans when they even when they played in San Diego, there was a 
a Sunday night game or Monday night game that I remember just being so many terrible towels. And I imagine it's going to be the exact same kind of thing. So I wonder how that factors in. Chargers have kind of embraced it. They're had, uh, when I went to that Raider Charger game, they were shushing the Raider fans. It was pretty funny. So um, <laughs> in their home stadium, maybe we'll see the same thing in this one. Well, we may. And uh, it's a great segue talking about bounce back games because you would expect that here from the Buccaneers. The Giants are at the Bucks, and the Bucks are 11-point favorites. This was one also that I considered my lock of the week. I, I don't know what Tom Brady's record is after losing a game, specifically losing a game by double digits. My guess is it's pretty good, um, and I don't – I mean, the Giants played the Chiefs close in that game. We know uh, – no, another – that was a primetime game, right? So, yeah, they, they played pretty well in some of these spots, but – I just, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick against Tom Brady and the Bucks to bounce back. Uh, maybe a bit more focused here uh, after that loss, um, you know, last week against Washington. Oh uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any concerns about Tampa. Again, like I mentioned, Washington made like they, they were barely gaining some first downs. They were taking the the plays they were getting. They were just, just a little few things where Tampa Bay was off. And yeah, I just don't anticipate Tom Brady and that offense not finding it. They're still first in um, offensive DVOA in the league. Uh, despite the, that performance, they, they still have one of the better rosters overall. A lot of the, all the continuity, they've missed some of the guys like Antonio Brown that I, I know obviously they you know, having him back would be, make a huge difference in this one. So I, it's just the Giants are the Giants, man, at this point. Like, yeah. I, I don't really I don't really trust them. And, uh, uh, you know, I know they've played some better games. Uh, but man, they just... Uh, like they, I almost they they played fine against the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs are still playing pretty poorly at the time. Um, they they beat the Raiders. They've had some okay performances, but there's just nothing about this that would be like, oh, they're going to go in there and challenge them. So maybe enough, like you said, to keep the to pick this from a lock. Um, but I, I I'll be you know, and they played them well last year uh, in the middle of the season or pretty early in the season. I believe they played them Monday Night Football also, but it was in New York and they. Uh, kept it closer than we might have expected. So some of these these things happen. It's just a little too high of a spread for me to consider a lock. But yeah, Tampa Bay, I never considered picking against them here. Yeah, um, wasn't wasn't been an ideal for the year for the Giants when I and my fantasy team dropped Daniel Jones and pick up a Bears wide receiver. But uh, that is where we're at uh, at this point. I think I picked up Darnell Moody in the Clutch Points League and dropped Daniel Jones. So uh, there you go, Dylan. If you need Daniel Jones, he's available um in uh, the waivers so uh, that one's there that one's go. left for you so uh, i don't like his uh fantasy output though i get the bucks on the road in this one so we'll see but uh, there are picks for week 11 in the nfl and uh like we said it should be on paper this is could be one of the better weeks in terms of close games if you just look at the point spread so um there could actually be a lot of a lot of pretty good games uh, this week so uh dylan of course have it all covered over at clutch points uh, lots of stuff going on over there of course the nfl action NBA as well. Let them know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can follow all MLB, uh, all the when the games come back, but also just the free agency, all that good stuff. You can find in the Clutch Points app in the MLB section. Obviously, for the NBA games every night, follow those as well as all the NFL action. You can read all of our fantasy football content at ClutchPoints.com at the fantasy section at the top of the website. Obviously, our NFL section, we have breakdowns for every single team going into these games, all the injury updates, anything you need to know for fantasy, for betting. We've got betting previews for every single game that you can find on Clutch Points. Uh, there's a betting uh, section on the of the 
the website, but also if you just search NFL odds on our website, you'll find all of our betting previews and suggestions for bets beyond just what uh, the, the middle, uh, you know, we have our locks on here. I know usually we, we just pick teams, but uh, so if you're going on the money line, at least you can, you can go along with your picks here, but still a lot more uh, in-depth analysis you can find in Clutch Points. Yep, I'm checking all out there, and uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Establish Pass. And uh, thanks as always for listening to this episode of the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish Pass podcast.